Blog Talk Radio. Okay. God bless everyone. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Air Code 646-378-1857. It's a blessing to be here. We have a powerful teaching that we really need to get out. There's a lot of people being deceived with this ministry called Money Cometh Unto Me. And I'm going to show you today that it is totally different than what the Lord says about money and trying to become rich. It's sad that if I, I went to a church one time and I said, how many people want to be millionaires, million dollar law firm, all this old, even anointed ministers, they can be very known and get tainted with this money. And it has destroyed the church. Here I am. I'm 61 years of age. My salary is no more than $1,500 a month. That's it. Do I want to have a million dollars? I don't want to have it to uh, have a Mercedes. I don't have a desire for a Mercedes. I don't have a desire for a personal airplane. I would like to put it into the radio ministry to expand me getting the word of God out. I have died to these things, but it is so sad in the church are coming to God for wrong purposes. I had it real bad when I was about 15 years ago over there at World Changes Ministry, over at Creflo Dollar people was calling me, getting all demons everywhere. They don't know nothing about demons, but they showed me about some money. Man told me, uh, I'm mad because God didn't give me my Mercedes-Benz SGU. I said, well, where is that in the Bible that God's promised you a Mercedes-Benz? <laughs> you can't carry no Mercedes-Benz with you in the kingdom of God. God is not of this kingdom. And it's so sad that people are caught up into this foolishness. And I would like to set the record straight biblically to show you that that is not a ministry. Thou money cometh unto me. That's Leroy Thompson's doctrine. That's not the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And you will definitely be surprised tonight when you hear what the purpose of money is for, for a believer. Now, uh, most people who are rich, we're going to show you tonight, that does a lot of things to poor people, how they destroy their own souls. Even in the book of Ecclesiastes, the preacher, Psalm of Solomon was the most richest man on earth. He said it's vanity, all of it. Things cannot love you back. Christianity is not based on Christ's redemption for Mercedes-Benz or to compare it to some earthly manifestation that pleases your flesh. That's a wrong concept of Christianity. No, God doesn't want you to be poor. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good, teaching all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Holy Spirit, use visual oracle. We come up against every demonic spirit that will try to block this teaching. We come up with these false doctrines of money cometh, false promises and false uh, prophetic words over people who have given their money, who've been hurt. Lord, your word says that we're supposed to tithe and have offerings. And Lord, I pray this teaching will move a person into a position of forgiveness and allow you to redeem them, to teach them who you really are in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to get something straight. God doesn't want nobody poor. 
physically poor, spiritually poor, financially. He doesn't want that. But I'm going to show you that he wants everything for you. But these pastors have taken a lot of scriptures out of the word of God out of content and have made and profited off of it. I let a, a, a church go here in Jamaica. I let him go. He got on my radio station. I was with him 15 years. Didn't, didn't he get a chance to meet him? He didn't even want to meet me. He just said, okay, go ahead on. You're not coming on my radio station telling the people sending $190 for the covert virus release scripture. A bunch of foolishness. God had never told me to do that. As much as I'm in need right now, I will not get on this radio station and beg you and talk you into your money. That's witchcraft. It is pitiful. It is sad to see that people are doing this today. In Third John chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. It is God's provision and intention that we as believers be healthy and our lives be accomplished by his blessings. He wants all to grow well with him and the work, the plants, the purpose of the ministry, his family, everything should be in a properly direction and God's blessing flowing upon the believer, both physically and spiritual needs. Concerning prosperity, both physical prosperity and spiritual teachings that follows. I said spiritual prosperity. I, I, I said nothing about no money. Spiritual prosperity. The money, that will come when you are able and balanced to sustain money. Now, sometimes God blesses people with a lot of money. They blow it. God give them another chance. Get it right this time. But don't be searching and seeking out God because you want him just to give you money. If you have that in your heart, you are under the wrong pretense of salvation. And this stuff is flooding. Mostly a lot of African Americans, I know a whole lot of them, uh, down right down the street off here on Old National down here, this dollar man, Creflo Dollar. And then he had the nerves to get on TV and said he was sorry he trained people wrong. They still go and listen to it. And they still buy them a plane. See, this is witchcraft control. And God is tired of this this stuff. It's giving people the wrong precepts of Christianity. As I'm explaining to you, both physical and spiritual needs the Lord want all of us to have. Concerning prosperity, both physically and spiritually, Scripture teaches the following. The word have translated gospel in the Greek, E-U-O-D-O-O, literally means to have a good journey, to be led along a good road, according to the meanings of John's primary prayer, was that as we walk in truth of his revelation, we may contain Jesus' provisions and abundant life, John 10.10, God's promise to supply the needs of our lives according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we're going to do a teaching after this on the uh, providence of God's people. God will provide for us, although we should trust God to supply all of our needs materially, too. We must recognize the Bible's teachings that we are sometimes experiencing needs in order to be encouraged to trust him more and to develop our faith through spiritual endurance and ministry. See, 
If the Lord blessed you with a million dollars right now, you would be backslidden, gone, and probably overseas, flying somewhere, buying some foolishness, because you ain't never had it. You don't know how to act. You think you're on top of the world, but you have not planned for that. You got pastors have planned sermons for you and trick you. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you may not obey the truth, whom eyes evidently that Jesus set forth among us? God's presence helps in blessing our physical lives and relate to the prosperity of our spiritual life. We must seek God's will, Matthew 6.10, Hebrews 10.7, obey the Holy Spirit, remain separate from spirits of the evil world where he can bless you. I'm going to show you why God don't want Christians seeking after money. I'm going to show you why in the Bible. God is not against wealth. God gives us the power to get wealth. It is for his purpose. This is God showing his kingdom to be established through money, but not through being rich. Income is really for the ministry to keep the ministry going, but there are so many pastors that have a lavish lifestyle. Pastor get out of the church, he get in a big old van, everybody riding, he wave off, you don't even see him no more the next Sunday. Or he pulled up in this Mercedes that you have paid for, he's never cast out any demons, but you have paid for him to have $1,500 suits, leather shoes. And, you, what, and, and what did you get out of it? You're still the same, you still don't have a new car, nothing's changed because the prosperity is not a ministry. Now, I'm going to show you something if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. He says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. It's God that gives you power to get wealth. To whom much is given, much is required. God wants us to be blessed, but the route that the prosperity ministry teaches you is totally incorrect biblically. They tell you, for example, in some churches in Jamaica, the one I cut off, they were getting that. And my spirit was so troubled when I see these four people working so hard, and these men put grievous burdens on them by amplifying up praise and worship and singing, and then they give a lot of word of knowledge. Oh, they have the word of knowledge. That don't mean anything because de- the demons can counterfeit anything. You remember in the days of Moses? But the Pharaoh stuck their rod out, and their snake was moving like a Moses, but Moses' snake ate theirs. So the gospel of Christ will eat out the gospel of prosperity because it's not endorsed by Christ Jesus. That's nowhere in the Bible. God gives us the ability to get wealth, to establish his covenant by his authority. How many covenants are there? What is a covenant? God wants to protect you. He wants to bless you. He wants to make sure that you are healthy. Do you know a lot of people rich and they're not even healthy? I'd rather be healthy than be than be rich. I remember when I had a bag of diverticulitis. It was so humiliating, eight months. I'm teaching with a bag on my stomach. Oh, my God. And I thank the Lord for being with me through that. What is God's covenant? Why did God send Jesus? Let's look at the heart of God. In Matthew 6, 33, 
This is a key scripture to teach you, stop looking for money. And by the way, there's no such thing in the Bible. I'm getting a lot of people call me saying generational wealth. No, that ain't in the Bible. That ain't nowhere in the Bible that says that. It speaks of a righteous generation, but not generational wealth, because if the righteousness come out of the generation through the bloodline, God is not distributing his wealth to demons. You, you're a holy man of God, and now you're finna give it to your son who's a homosexual. No, it don't work like that. That ain't no generational wealth. You had to cut him off. That's right. That's right. You love him. Why would he get the blessings of your righteousness? And he's in sin. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, we know, prosperity doctrines don't teach you to seek righteousness first. They seek teach you to sow a seed, and they really pervert the scriptures in order to get you to, to convince you to do that. And I'll show you that momentarily. If we seek his righteousness, which is the first thing he wants us to seek, but prosperity ministry is opposite of Matthew 6.33. They am not looking for no righteousness. They speak on certain topics, but they go right back to the money. They are always going to have functions for people to do at the church. Now, you have a pastor that has a staff of people. The volunteers come to clean up the church. He does that so he don't have to pay. That goes more in his pocket. The people who go to choir rehearsal, they got to spend gas to go to that church. You ever thought about that? And the tithes and offerings, you are volunteering a labor is not worthy of his hire, the Bible says. They don't care nothing about you. <laughs> a lot of them are very, very connected with each other. They they clicks. I'm not a no click with no pastor. I'm not the clickest one, man. I'm, I'm the wrong one dealing with with that. They invite their best friend to his church. He'll have a revival next month. They normally have six, seven friends. They can rotate that in 12 months. They know what they're doing. They're clickers. Now, to get into the pack with them, you got to give. I was with John Eckhart 15 years. He told me to stop putting his stuff on there. I ain't mad at him. Pioneer. People, good, he got good teaching, but it ain't his teaching. It's the Lord Jesus, but it came through his mouth. Sent me a lawyer, called herself the million-dollar lawyer. I called back, look here, said, I'm the wrong one to be messing with. Don't call me with no mess. I don't care who it is. You got pastors selling themselves out, writing books, being rich and, and, and leaving you behind and each time they come back at their church, they expect you to give them some money. Or they're going to make it good entertainment for you. You're going to see healing and all the work's going to be moving. And, and then what what what, what you going to get out of it? A promise is in seven months. They keep it way back. They prophesy something way back so you can forget about it and come right back again. Keep you under that, under that mirage of foolishness. Oops. Now watch this. I want to go to Luke. Chapter 16, verse 19. It's going to get thick tonight. Because if you're setting up in these churches, you ain't going to like me tonight. Because I don't care what anybody thinks about, about me. It really doesn't 
matter. I I don't care. I really ain't worried about that. I'm worried about what Christ's going to think about me. I can't take people's money like that. I just can't do it. I want you to go to Luke. Go to Luke chapter 19, and we'll go to 1 through 10. Luke chapter 19. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. Had a lot of money. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was so little a stature, a small man. But he was rich. And he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at the house. Now notice Christ used his richness to get a need met. God don't need you to become personally rich. Because many people sorrow themselves with many sorrows the Bible speaks of. Well, we got a lot to show you out the Bible tonight about this thou money coming. Because it's a lie. It's nothing but doctrines of devils. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Notice that Jesus called this rich man. Now, Jesus was born in the manger, but notice the authority that he has as the son of God. He can give people's money. Well, he can do that for you, too. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, thou have of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to you. This house for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. The purpose for income is to seek and to save who's lost. Jesus used this man's income to provide a place of shelter and where he can eat. If you pastors are listening to this, you don't need no Mercedes Benz, a twenty twenty four, eighty, ninety thousand, and and a plane. Kenneth Copeland got so many planes. I have never saw him cast out not one demon. You guys are getting caught into a sound stuff that sounds good. It electrified the soul, but it's no biblical teaching to it. And as they heard these things, he added and spoke a parable, and he was knight to Jerusalem, and because they taught that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said unto him, A certain nobleman was in a fair country to receive of himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. And I said unto them, Occupy till I come. 
But his citizen hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reside over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given them money, 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 money. This is in red writing. This is Jesus of Nazareth talking about money. Talking about what Creflo Dollar talking about. Talking about what Leroy Thompson talking about in comments. Money, money, that he might not know much. Every man had gained by trading. Then came the field saying, Lord, thy pound has given ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servants, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thy authority over ten cities. When God gives you money, he wants you to use wisdom with it. He doesn't want you to use money for self-vindication. Have you ever asked anybody to come to a ministry or listen to me? It costs money to run a radio station. Jesus says in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. The purpose for ministry is to seek and to save that which is lost, not take their money. Now, I'm going to show you how the game runs with these pastors. Sow a seed. They love that. This is the most popular verse in a prosperity church that you ever sit in. You're going to hear they go to Mark chapter 4, verse 1, <laughs> and they twist it. This chapter has nothing to do with money. It really has something to do with the word of God being sown in you and what you're going to do to it. Mark 4, 1 says, and he began again to teach. Jesus was a teacher. I'm so glad I have the anointing as my master. You're sure. I'm a teacher. We need teachers. You need to be taught. No one has told you anything about this prosperity foolishness. You just go to it because it feeds the flesh. Begin again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and set in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came to devour it up. Now, see, if you don't know the Bible, you get mixed up with this. When he says the fowls of the air devour it, he's talking about demonic spirits. If you look in the book of Ephesians, Chapter 2 2 is a spirit that's in the atmosphere. And when you use the word wherever you at, it can attack you. Christ is explaining of his word coming into you and the conditions that can happen if you are operating in that, such as this. Now, go to Ephesians 2, 2. It says, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Here we go. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It is a spirit that get in you to stop you from 
sowing the word correctly has nothing to do with money. Mark chapter 4, verse 5, and some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprung up because it had no depth of the earth. He's talking about the word of God in you. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about any money. And these prosperity ministers, they love to use this and pervert it. I'll show you what they like. They really like to hit this one. Now, notice it says in Mark 4, 6, but when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. If you don't have no good root of Christianity, the foundation, the salvation, the Holy Spirit recognizes that Jesus is the Son of God, breaking all curses, casting out demons. Now you got a good root coming out. You have a good soil. He's not talking about no money here. Then he said in verse 7, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. See, it ain't talking about no money. Verse 8, And others fell on good ground. So can money fall on the ground? Talking about money. And these prosperity ministers love to use Mark chapter 4. And some fell among thrones, and the thrones grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Now here's how to get your money. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit and sprung up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100-fold. Now, however, my name is Dr. Leroy Thornberger. I want to tell you that God is good. Say amen. Yes, money cometh unto me. Nothing but demons coming out of his mouth. And you getting all worked up. And they throwing that money, he jumping up and down, and it's exciting to you because you think you're going to get something by giving him that. No, you have to tithe unto the Lord. That don't work like that. They're good with this one. Now, <laughs> boy, it's, it's a lot we got to, to learn. Now for the good part. How many of you know that we're not supposed to be trying to be being to be getting rich. How many of you know that, that that's in the Bible? That we are not supposed to be trying to get rich financially. A lot of people don't know that, but that's biblical. And I hope that I can expose this ministry that really gets a lot of people wrapped up in materialistic things. Craftlord Dollar teaching on the six principles of wisdom, and he got something that's got to do with money. When he's talking about that, it's always money, money. Did you know that Pastor Appreciation Day is not in the Bible? <laughs> Did you know that Anniversary Day? See, this is a way that they accumulate income. Christmas time, they give a couple of, what, five, six, twenty, thirty gift cards. They ain't spending no more than four or five thousand dollars in Oh, the pastor gave us something. Well, why don't you get a whole church something that's just drawing a gift where certain people can get it and you can't get it? That's the God says it shows no respect to person. If you're going to give a Christmas and you're giving it to two or three people, what about somebody there that don't have it, but they gave it last time to you? Do you, have, do you know that do they have pastors to set up tithe offices? I got a brother that's going to tithe and send it right back to him. He don't even know it. Lord told me to send it back to him. You see, I'm not in this for money. 
I am so sick of this ministry and people run into some foolishness and don't have no personal relationship with Jesus. Please just read to this scripture here in uh, the book of Proverbs. We're going to read 23 verse 4. In Proverbs 23 verse 4, God warns us, you're not going to hear prosperity ministers. Now, the scriptures I'm about to give out now, that you ain't going to hear them on this. <laughs> no. No, you ain't, you ain't. You ain't going to hear this. Proverbs 23, 4 says, labor. That means work. Labor to be rich. Cease. That means stop totally. Cease from thy own wisdom. That's independent from God. Own. But us is God the Father and the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Anytime you hear own or might in the Bible, might means that, you know, you, it's up to you whether you're going to do it or not. So here, God is saying that the human mind, okay, and the human wisdom is what people use to become rich because he told us that we ain't supposed to do this. Now I'm going to show you something without Christ, how foolishness that your human wisdom is. It is so satanic. <laughs> it's just a satanic and you're going to be saying, huh? Let me show you. Go to the book of James. James chapter 3, verse 15 says, This wisdom descended not, uh-oh, labor not to be rich. Cease, stop, from thy own, you, by yourself, your own, own. <laughs> your own wisdom. Your own wisdom is so devilish that it's pathetic. Let's read James 3.15. This wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, 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 sensual, devilish. Why God don't want you to become rich? Because he has the richness. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God has to prepare you to get this, to get that. The Lord blessed me with a 2002 Ford Taurus. Excellent condition, air condition. It runs good. Brand new seats, re-overhaul was given to me. I didn't ask for a Mercedes. He gave me my transportation. No, I'm not in no Mercedes. I don't need to be in no. I wouldn't want that. I can have nobody armor bearing, holding my Bibles. I'm a soldier. I hold my own Bible. I don't need nobody to hold no Bible for me. Bunch of foolishness. So your wisdom God don't want you to be going after it because it's independent from God. This is why he doesn't want us to become looking for riches. He said, this wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. Proverbs 23, 4 says, labor not to become rich. Cease from thy what? Own wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom. Well, what wisdom? Human wisdom calls you to become, want to become rich. Well, why does God want it like that? Because in Deuteronomy 8.18, he says, he created wealth. 
He said he created wealth. He said he created wealth. I'm on on air, on air. I'm on air, on air, on air. LiveDeliverance.com. I am in Facebook. Thou money cometh, not in the Bible. On air, on air. Now, if you turn to Luke chapter 16, we're going to go to Luke chapter 16. And we're going to go to verse 9, 19. We don't hear any prosperity preachers teach this now. Luke 16, 19. Turn to Luke 16, 19. Luke chapter 16, verse 19 says, There was a certain Rich man. This is why God don't want you talking about you want to be rich. I don't want to be like Kanye West, rich, foolishness. See how foolish people do stupid stuff? Joe Biden, he rich, do foolish stuff. Obama, he rich. Trump, he rich. See, rich people oppress you. You didn't know that? And you want to be, you want to, here you got your hand talking about, I want to be rich. God didn't tell us to do that. He said, seek not to become rich. I just showed you, use your own wisdom. Because when you use your own wisdom, it opens up to things to become devilish. Now watch this. Let's go to James. Go back to James chapter 2, and then we'll go to Luke 16, 19, but the Lord just want, I want to hit this. Let's go to James 2, 1, and hold that. Go back to Luke 16, 19. We're going to be bouncing around a lot of scriptures today. Uh, James 2, 1 says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to person? For if there come unto you an assembly of a man with a gold ring, there go richness in godly apparel. Oh, that's rich people. And there cometh also a poor man in valid raiment. And ye have respect to him that weareth the good clothing. And say unto him, Set thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my stool. James 2, verse 4. Are ye not partial in yourselves and become judge of evil thoughts? See there? Because you see a rich person, you'll look at him, you'll, you'll help him out before you help others because you got lust and invasion. Hope he'll give you a, a little tip or something. Then in verse 5 of James 2 5 says, Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not God chosen the poor of this world? Now, look what he says. He didn't say nothing about no money. He said, rich in faith. Y'all don't want that. Thou money cometh unto me. 
And people think that this man is right, but they don't know the Bible. They, you ain't never heard no sermon like this. Because you need the truth. This is coming from the Holy Ghost. Look at this. Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not chosen, have not God chosen the poor of this world, of this world, rich in faith, and hires of the kingdom which he had promised to them that love him. Now look at verse 6. But ye have not despised the poor. Verse 6. Do not rich men oppress you. That's out the Bible. But y'all talking about y'all want to be rich, so you want to be rich to oppress people. Well, why would God say that rich people would oppress other people? The spirit of the vibe that is in rich people. People feel that they cannot be uh, cut down. They got enough money, and they're good until they run out. Then they'd be calling back on God because it's foolishness. It's, it's all vanity. Money is a mechanism for your needs, not for your wants. But you can't say that to an American society where you have Christianity is involved itself with just thy money cometh. No different than Christians getting involved with politics. Now, I said that. He says, but ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat. Now, let's go back to the rich man again, since y'all want to be rich in the flesh. I want to be rich in spirit. I want to be what God wants me to be, because the money is going to come if I seek God, see. I don't need <laughs> I don't need to put $1,000 in line for God to do something for me. I need to be obedient to his word and make my tithes and my offerings and keep my covenant with him, whatever what I go through. But see, we don't want to go through trials and tribulations. This is why we're more attracted to this gospel. It's very easy. It doesn't condemn, and it pushes a lot of idolatry. My children, present thyself away from all idols, 1 John 5, 21. It is demonic. Money cometh unto me, that's demonic. Now, let's go back to uh, Luke chapter 16, and let's look at another rich man. Now, we saw the rich man in uh, James a two five, he says, rich men will oppress you. In two six, that's what Jesus' brother said. Now Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, your Savior, who you call the Lord, says this about rich people and poor people. The rich man and Lazarus. There was a certain rich man. Notice again, here a rich man, Zacchaeus came out the tree. And God used his richness to have a place to stay. That's why we don't have to seek richness. We have to seek righteousness. And then that comes when you seek righteousness and when you're obedient, he meets your needs and he blesses you. Allow him to chastise you because to whom much is given, much is required. These pastors are not interested in telling you that. They won't be giving you one dime. I'm helping a, a, a brother in the Lord. I help anybody if they're my members of the church. Because when I get my personal settlement that I, I'm going to get with my government, I'm paying all my staff members by myself out my pocket. I, I don't like to ask for money because I don't have to. I like to ask to give and ask God to teach you how to source you correctly. Do you know some people are hurt because of this type of doctrine? People have been used with these types of ministers. The rich, there was a certain rich man 
which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fast sponsiously every day. Look good. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gates full of sores and desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died and was buried. And where was he at? And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. See, when you're rich, you got pride, Leviathan, you think you can't be stopped. You think money can buy everything. You get very arrogant with God. And God has a way to bring you down and put you humble if you're really called by him. You pastors who's teaching this prosperity doctrine, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I rebuke all of you. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham says, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received the good things. So you go get your things right now. And, and, and ignore God if you want to. Get your money and not, not do your tithes. You pose a tithe. I ain't trying to teach not to tithe, but I ain't, I'm trying to tell you you ain't got to go to no $1,000 line, $500 line. No, you got to give your offerings to the God, but you can't give it the way that these prosperity teachers have been teaching you. So once you get your riches on earth, don't, 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 don't think you ain't going to go to hell because here, if a rich man doesn't humble himself, it's very difficult for you to get into the kingdom of heaven. Even Jesus said, it's hard for a rich man to get in heaven and go in the eye of a needle going through a camel. Because richness pulls you away from God. Look up what happened to King Solomon. He had more wives than any man can have. That wasn't enough. But Abraham said, son, remember the thou of thy lifetime received the good things and likewise Lazarus evil things? But now he is comfort, and thou art tormented. Is it really worth selling your soul to get people's money, to be comfortable in your lavish car, driving? You ain't doing nothing for the kingdom of God, and your, and your tail going to die one day. Y'all don't think about life after death, do you? You're going to die. You're going to die, and I'm going to die. And where your riches going now? <laughs> See, this is a mistaught doctrine. God wants you to be rich, but through his way, through obeying his word. Now, let's look at some scriptures here. God has house of riches. It's all in his kingdom. That's in Proverbs 19:14. Okay? It's called house and riches. They belong to God. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. Verse 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, 
for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall be laughed. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their journey company, and shall reproach you, and cast you, and cast out your name and evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did the fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich. You see that? Jesus says this. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, since you, you people want to talk about money cometh, generational wealth, that's nowhere in the Bible. Look what Jesus says. But woe unto you, my God. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolidation. You done had your, your, your thing, and you're going to pay. You've been arrogant. You've been obnoxious. You get on first-class flights, and you holler at a person. Don't you know I can get you arrested? Do you know who I am? You got a lot of pride when you're rich. See, <laughs> this stuff is, is foolishness. Now, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 8 through 20. Y'all still want to be rich financially and not rich spiritually? Just the financial part, this is going to happen to you if you don't have the Holy Ghost in you, if you don't have the Spirit of God leading you how to use your money, if you don't understand the principles of Proverbs to use your money, you're going to be poor. You have to humble yourself to be rich both in spiritual things and in physical things. To whom much is given, much is required. Why God going to give you 60000 when you blow 5000 Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 8 through 20. If thou seest the oppression of the poor and violate preventing of judgment and justice in a province marble, not at the manor. For he that is higher than the highest regarded, and there be higher than they. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all the kingdoms himself and served by the fields. He that loveth silver, he that loveth silver, he that loveth silver, money cometh, he that loveth money cometh, he that loveth money cometh, he that loveth money cometh unto me, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Bunch of foolishness. These men was more richer than Jay-Z ever be. Here come Kanye West saying bad things about Jews' people. I don't deal with them. I don't like nobody to do against evil. But money got them like that. Money changed people. I don't want that to change me. I want I want to get to heaven because I'm not interested in, in this stuff here. I, I'm going to be gone. I'm not interested. I am so happy with the little nice house I got. I, I, I don't need the burden. I don't need women looking at me. Go ahead on because I'm trying to teach the word. Foolishness. Let me read this again. Money cometh. 
He that loveth silver. This is coming from the most richest man on earth, King Solomon. So if you don't know uh, who this brother is, <laughs> the title of the book of the Hebrew Old Testament, Cortesius, the assembly literally means a whole host of addresses as assembly. The word occurs seven times in the book of Ecclesiastes, the preacher. The correspondence is the unusedness of human wisdom and philosophy, the emptiness of pleasure and wealth, the vanity of great accomplishments, the iniquity of hard work, a time created for everything. The beauty of God's creation is more prevalent than your own personal accomplishment. Now, who said these things? King Solomon. Go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 12. Ecclesiastes 5, 12. Go 5, 10. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. When good increase, there are increase that eat them. And what good is them to be otherwise, therefore, saving the beholding of them which their eyes? The sleep of the laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much. But the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. See there? It brings a lot of misery to people. Everybody calling for you. They want your money. The devil is the God of this world. He'll send everybody to you. There is a soul evil which I have seen under the sun, namely riches. Now, King Solomon said this. I didn't say this, but that's what y'all are seeking. Bing, bing, new car. Always asking God for some garbage. You never say, I'm thankful, Lord. What about the Lord hit you like Job, make you suffer? What you going to do then, give up? If he ain't feeding you what you want, you're going to worship him based on the condition, then you're not a Christian. That ain't Christianity. The Lord don't want you coming to him because he got to give you something for his blood, which has something to do with some stupid foolish foolishness. And what the richest man on earth said, there is a sore evil which I have seen under the sun, namely riches. Ecclesiastes 5.13. Keep from the owner, therefore, to their hurt. But those riches, King Solomon, but those riches perish by evil travail. And he began and beget a son, and there's nothing in his hand. And it came forth as mother's womb naked, shall he return to go as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. It ain't going nowhere when you die. King Solomon said that. I didn't say that. Still want to be rich? All right. Let's go to, uh, since you, want, you still want that money. Let's go to Romans. Now, uh, for, oh, so many scriptures. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Proverbs 18.11. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. And as a high wall in his own conceit. See how money get people? 
You still want to be rich? All these things leading to nothing but lust of vindication and the flesh. Because God said be in the world but not of it. Once you become a Christian, you're supposed to be dying to the world. Here you are talking about money coming. Go on, go back out in the street. Why are you with the Lord? <laughs> Salvation ain't based on money and cars. It's based on righteousness. It's based on the kingdom of Christ establishing itself in your heart so that you can people can see Christ in you, so that your family can see Jesus in you, so that you can have peace because things cannot love you back. Sometimes the Lord can take things away from people. Hopefully it could be a lesson that he's trying to scourge you and to see do you really trust him. I haven't bought a pair of tennis shoes in three and a half years. I have a 22-year-old car. I don't have no one but eight, nine pair of jeans and many shirts because I'm on the Internet. I have to make sure that money is taking care of this radio station. God means, no, I'm not rich financially like that, but I'm definitely rich spiritually. I can hear God. I can hear the Holy Spirit. I'm humble to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives me these teachings. I will not swap this over being rich. Because everything in the Bible shows you about rich people ain't that good. Especially when he tells us, seek not to become rich. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. And as a high wall in his own conceit. Jesus Christ. Turn to Zephaniah chapter 118. Zephaniah one eighteen. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he shall make even a speedily resident of all them that dwell in the land. So your money can't stop God when he want to do something to you. And money can't do everything, but you know what? If you serve God, he will bring the money to you and humble yourself. But when you get money on your own human understanding, it becomes devilish. You are separated from God because the temptations of what you can get, what you can buy, will pull you away from the peace of Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 12. Romans chapter 10, verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord is all, is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, this rich here is with money and being rich spiritually. God got it all. So He don't. you don't need to seek it in your own ideology, in your own conceit. Because it will pull you from God. When God humbles you, I'm 61 years old. I'm able to handle money now. I'm 61. I've made mistakes. 
money is a way for me to keep this radio ministry on. I, I can't think I need a Mercedes Benz. I don't have the money for that because I don't have too many people that sow here. And whatever God gives me, believe me, God sees that I use it wise, and he blesses me to keep me on air. But he can do the same thing for you. You don't have to be involved in any church that's sending you, breaking you every Sunday. Then you on Monday you come, they got something to go. Then Tuesday got the leadership come. Then the singles, oh boy, the singles night, that's the night when fornication spirits jump all over each other. There ain't no deliverance in there. Now you're going up in there. Uh, give the pastor a special offering's birthday today. They got to give him some. He's sitting up there. <laughs> Man, please, don't, don't nobody be giving me nothing for no anniversary, none of that. Just sow a seed so I can stay teach, keep, stay on air. All right, before we close, let's let's deal with this one. I want to show you something in Romans. I, I said that. Let's go to Romans uh, 16, 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but rather their own bellies and good works and fair speeches, deceits of the heart of the simple. When you rich, you're not going to be humble. Impossible. Now, let's look at what the Lord says about this. Go to First Timothy. Go to First Timothy. And I'd like for you to turn to First Timothy chapter 6. Notice it says the love of money in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. But godliness, which are with contentment, is great gain. And nothing about no money. Because if you seek the kingdom of God, he's going to do that. I did not know God was going to give me a, a car. I did not have a car. I did not know... The Lord gave me a 2002 Ford Taurus. I needed that. It's a need. When we get caught up in the spirit of mammon, that's a demonic spirit, mammoth. He was so loving gold, he forgot God. He, he hurry up went with the devil when the devil told him, you'll be over the gold. And he left the kingdom of God as an angel. Angel of mammoth. Love gold. And you people are dying for that, working two hours, two jobs, going always want to go on a vacation, spending money here, pleasing the flesh. Money will move you away from God. You got so much money, you don't even want to read the Bible. You want to go out to eat and then go to the hiking and all this old stupid foolishness. You know that we just barely coming through. The Bible says we are like a speck. We're just passing through. We're like a vapor. And you're going to pass in person all trusts. Even God said he can't come into heaven. He ain't going to carry it with you. Money cometh. That is not biblical. First Timothy 6, 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there in content. Watch this. But they that will be rich, since y'all want to be rich, now we'll go back to that. But they that want to be rich, they that want to be rich, they that want to be rich fall into temptations and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. This is why God doesn't want you to be being rich with all that money. He's laying out what's going to happen to you, and you still want to be rich. You've been taught that. 
go to school, get a good education, a mind's a terrible thing to waste. You get rich. Now you got money. Now your devil gonna pull you to be political. You give two million to the Democratic Party and get you a lobbyist and go up there and cut me a deal. Then you go to the Republican Party. And then you cut a deal with a Republican. You cut a deal with an independent. You're being used by the devil. Now you got some money to get on a helicopter and buy somebody out. Constantly oppressing people through your lust of vindication and your greed. They that will be rich fall into temptations and snares and into many foolish and hurtful lust, which drown men in their destruction and petition. For the love of money, for the love of money, money coming unto me, Pay, pay very close attention to this, Leroy Thompson. For the love of money is the root of all evil. All evil. You got anointed men of God has a root of all evil in them taking your money. Something's wrong with our society. Something is wrong with our society that we live in. You put your trust in some preacher you don't even know. And he sends you straight to hell and took your money and you got nothing out of it. These preachers are nothing but false prophets. We close with Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But they were false prophets. Also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnation heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their precious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken. They ain't going to teach you the truth. Now watch, this is how they get your money. Through covetousness, covetousness, shall they... With F-E-I-G-N-E-D, framed words, watch this, make merchandise of you. They're making merchandise of you. Whose judgment now and of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. F-E-I-G-N-E-D words. The false teachers will commercialize the gospel. This is... The prosperity ministry is commercializing the gospel. We don't commercialize it. You don't hear me sitting in those tuxedos standing like this here, holding a Bible, got my anointed hands with my uh, nails done. I don't, I'm just an ordinary person. I'm trying to get to heaven. See, this means a lot to me because I used to, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me read this verse. The false teachers will commercialize the gospel being expert in greed and in getting money from believers to enhance their ministries and lifestyles. That's what they're doing. Believers must be aware that one of the chief methods of false ministers is to use F-E-I-G-N-E-D words to tell impressiveness but false stories or to give extravaganza statistics in order to impress God's people to give money. They glorified themselves and enhanced their ministries with their fabricated stories. Thus, the unweary and sincere child of God becomes an object of exploration through his finances because these ministers define God's truth 
and people with greed and deceit. They are assigned to condemnation and destruction. Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I thank you for this word. Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. Breshe and Elohim the Kunushitika Naba Arakosha Tadreka in Rokoshatikira. For the Lord says unto me, You are my children, hearken unto these words of my words, seek my kingdom, and I will bless thee. Let me put you through trials and tribulations to chasten you, to prepare you for the things that I have for you. Be not bastards and rebellious unto me, saith the Lord, for the days are being easier now to sin. For I see the unrighteousness in the world. I am Jesus of Nazareth, and I will protect Israel and all those who call upon me, for I am the Son of God. Lord, have mercy. God bless all of you. Jesus of Nazareth. We want to thank the Lord for his word. Father, we thank you. Oh, smell roses. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God is so good. Come on into the broad talk. We're going to praise God up in here now. Six four six three seven eight one eight five seven. Hit option number one. We're gonna be praising the Lord. We're gonna open back up the doors to our brothers and sisters who are teaching and listening to us in www.livedeliverance.com. Be not deceived. Don't let these people deceive you. Please study the Bible for yourself and please come out of these so-called prosperity ministries. That they're not biblical. Now you heard from the Word of God pastor said the choice is yours what are you going to do in memory of my pastor wayne c thompson god bless go to www.live deliverance internet radio i'm a disciple of wayne thompson i'm also a disciple of Derek prince and i've been under wayne thompson for 23 years fellowship of faith church international 3461162 east point georgia dotson and Connolly drive in east point georgia Shout out to Fellowship of Faith Church International. Thank God for Pastor Wang C. Thompson, ex-United States Marine. God bless this man. Wonderful man, a good spiritual father. Much respect for this man. Much respect for all of you who called on the Lord. Please don't be deceived. Sow a seed. I'm not trying to be no prosperity ministry now. Just whatever God put on your heart, that's how we do it here. I ain't going to be begging and uh, I need a special offering. I'm going to die tomorrow. No, I'm not definitely in the power of the tongue. We do have needs, and I pray God move upon your heart tonight to help us. We are in need, and he will meet the needs here. I know that. I pray that you be part of the need that he will use you to sow that seed here. Go to LiveDeliverance.com. If you'd like to be a member here, go to LiveDeliverance.com at OverToNavy1. Email OverToNavy1 at gmail.com. Again, OverToNavy1 at gmail.com. 646-378-1857. Lower left-hand side of our PayPal site. So see, keep us on air. God bless you. We're going back to regular broadcasts. Good night. Okay, those who are in uh, LiveDeliverance.com, I pray to God that you've been blessed by that. We're going back to generational curse breaking by Apostle Candace Durden. Thank you.
about the man that died for me, paid it all when he died on Calvary. Wonder why he would have really loved me. Not only that, he turned around and gave me mercy. I know everybody out there can testify to this. If it wasn't for the love, you wouldn't exist. I want to call his name every minute, every second, every hour when you're weak and strong. Sing Jesus, Jesus. There's power in the name of Strength in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. 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 There's joy in the name of Jesus. There's peace in the name of Jesus. There's love in the name of Jesus. I don't know what my Jesus Christ did for you and you. But there's a secret that I know my father cannot do He makes the flowers bloom, turn morning into noon He gave up body nerves and we can feel his every move I know my God's alive, look into the blue sky It's just a miracle how we survive But Lord, I know I serve you, Lord, till the day I die Father God, I will forever lift your name on Power in the name of Jesus, healing in the name of Jesus, deliverance in the name of Jesus, yeah, yeah, there's strength in the name of Jesus, there's joy in the name of
a false, being rich to deceive us, and but unfortunately, they take away our desire to get to know the Lord. And another thing I want to say is that when you're rich, I always say the rich often live as if they have no need of God. And I find that really true. A lot of times, most folks I know who's well off, they have no desire to go to church, have no desire to, to be holy, anything like that, because they say, hey, I got a million. I don't need Jesus. So I ask myself these questions. I believe every Christian should examine his or own heart and desires. And so I ask myself when I think about it, I say, am I a greedy person? Uh, do I yearn for abundance and popularity? Do I have a great desire for the honor and prestige and power that often comes from great wealth? That's bad. And the last thing I want to say is that the Bible, as y'all believe it or not, the Bible identifies greed and the pursuit of wealth with idolatry, which is demonic, which is demonic. God bless Dr. Leroy Tilbinson, Tex, Stutton, McNugget, Donaldson, Pilgor, and Hawkins said, you did a good job in writing my sermon, Chapter and Peace Respond Back. Uh, I don't write sermons, sir. Um, what you heard tonight is what, uh, what, the, what the Lord taught um, Brother Emmett. In most cases, it's the Holy Spirit that's talking to him. And when he's teaching, sometimes you hear him going, he's going into tongues. He's getting information from the Holy Spirit, telling him what to say, put it into his spirit, you see. No, just I always say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they, were, they were just fishermen. And they got books written after the Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, fishermen. I guess some probably, well, they got the teaching from those theologians, from, from those theologians we call uh, Sadducees and Pharisees and scribes. That's where they got that writing from. Sadducees and scribes didn't write a, a, a single sentence. They were teaching from the Holy Spirit. And that's how God still works with, with men of God and women today. He used those who hard seek after them and really real and love them with all their heart. And that's what we all should strive for. I know that's what I'm striving for because I want to hear the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be teach the word of God from my mind, you know, because our mind is prejudiced. Our mind um, speaks what we heard and been taught by others and these kinds of things. So uh, I enjoy the session. God bless you. All right. We have some. Private line callers, chapter dirty. Please stand by. I'll call you back. We have some private line a chat talk about text. Okay. All right, chapter dirty. God bless you, Father. We thank you for this day. Please so seed. Go to livedeliverance.com, lower left hand corner. God bless and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Jesus, let my mind be on you, God. Get ready to leave, but we had somebody to come into the room. Error code 337, you wanted to say something? Yes, hi, can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, my name's JD. Uh, I'm actually here with my father, Howard, and um, I have a question uh, for him, but, but for both of us, because um, we run a business. Yes, sir, go ahead. So, uh, my father uh, is a musician. But years ago, he got into music publishing. He acquired the rights to uh, different songs, okay? Started off tiny, went to different uh, uh, publishing houses. Uh, and recently, very exciting, uh, he acquired for the Halloween season the uh, 
rights to the song The Monster Mash. Do you know that song? Uh, yes, sir. You know, it was a mash, it was a monster mash, that type of thing. His whole thing, now that he has the uh, the rights to it, is he wants to do uh, versions of it that can really speak to the kids, that can help them tackle serious topics in the news affecting their lives. Um, and I just wondered what you thought of that, if that was a good, uplifting thing to do uh, to teach people about these types of things. Well, I'm a Derek Prince follower, uh, and I am a person who believes to teach anybody strictly from Scripture. And the most best way to teach anybody is to give them scriptures out the Bible concerning whatever he wants to, te- to teach. There's everything yeah. in the Bible, everything. And you don't go wrong with scripture, but I'm a musician myself. I'm a trumpet player and a bass, oh, really? and I went to Clarkland University. I played French horn. I can read music. And um, that guy who you just heard is a musician named Jermaine Edwards. I've you know, been with him. and I, Music is a very powerful uh, force. It can be used for the kingdom of God and for the kingdom of darkness. And yeah. I would tell a person, if they're going to do anything, whatever they do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. First, Colossians 3.17 right. and 3.23. Then go before the Lord and ask, Lord, what do you, how do you want me to do it? Not how you want to get it done, because huh, if we do it and not being led of the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. Agreed. Yeah, he now, wanted, today, you know, he'd been through a lot. In, sorry, go ahead. Like today. I started praying, the Lord telling me, you need to teach this sermon. And I prayed, and I prayed, I kept, and boy, when I got on here, I mean, scriptures came out of nowhere. Prayer and scripture, yeah. if he wants to do something for children, teach them the word of God. They need to be taught God's word. You know, it's well, good to use even these. through these, go ahead, sorry. It. I think that, you know, with these other outlets to entertain people, it can throw a person off instead of listening to the lyrics. They're looking at the color of the picture of the scenery. And Maybe. we want to get people to the word of God. Yes, yes, sir. The word, heaven but, and earth will pass away. But his word, I, I'm just a Bible. Everything I do is straight scripture. I'm not into the political arena, and that's against scripture. Right. Uh, I'll just give you an example. If you go to First Timothy well, he's religious, and, and I believe he would use some of the um, the teachings of God in the, in the songs as well. He's here with his keyboard. I, I don't know if you'd be willing to listen to one of the uh, versions he, he cooked up here. It's very oh, educational. Oh, sure. Don't mind. I don't uh, mind he, at all. He is, a, he is a cancer survivor, so the first version of the song he'd like to do is about, um, well, his journey with that disease. So um, he's gonna, he'll, he'll play it for you now. Okay. Okay. I'm laying in bed, and my body is being eaten by a horrible disease, and I don't even want to meet him. I'm working in the lab trying to find a cure, but to tell you the truth, I'm a big bore. What do you think of that? Hey, that's nice. If he's getting the message out to bring change, hey, man. Is he doing this to the Lord? I'm all for it, you know. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's the monster mash, but it's about cancer. What do you think about okay. that? Hey, that's nice. Hey, go for it. It's going to help people. Fine. 
Do you think that's too serious a topic? Well, the sons of God are led by his spirit. And if the Holy Spirit, I, I, I really believe in being moved by the Holy Spirit in direction in anything I do, <laughs> especially I teach. Right. He should be more sensitive. Lord, let him be comfortable with the Lord. Ask the Lord to use Second Corinthians 13, 1, out the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established and say, tell him to ask, Lord, if this is you want me to do this, Lord, confirm it with two or three people according to your word in Second Corinthians 13, right. 1. I guarantee you. God's going to seal his word, and God will give him a, a word of what he needs to do. It's a good thing, right. and God, God will honor that. That's nothing that's going to tear a person down. That's something going to try to build up right. some type of uh, understanding of what they're dealing with, with that sickness. What do you think specifically of the subject matter of, of cancer? Cancer in the spirit realm is a demonic spirit. It's a curse. And you can right. break the curse by accepting Jesus and uh uh, say a prayer uh, for healing in your body. Uh, I had diverticulitis, and I had high blood pressure. I got healed with it. I don't. I don't mm. have it no more. So, well, I, just, uh, yeah, I wonder working, for children. If children, mm. if that's too heavy a topic for children, that's what I'm trying to sort of get across uh, to him. Well, he he gonna have to be, let the Lord teach him how to minister to those children. Right. What other person knoweth the children but those who created it? God created those children. And the right. Lord will give him the revelation. He needs it from Jesus. He needs revelation about how to do that. So when you tell me what I think, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minister that don't really use my fleshly mind. I really don't think when a person, like when you're talking to me now, I'm the spirit is telling me, send him to the word, send him to the word, send him to the right. word. I, I can't be wrong. I'm a, I'm an exorcist. I do exorcism. I have to stick by scripture so tight because I'm dealing with so many demons, master Satanists, druids, druid gods. I mean, you name it, white magic, black magic, oh, pendulums. Yeah. I'm dealing with a lot of evil, so I have to stay covered yeah. in scripture. And he should stay covered whatever he do in scripture to give what the children need. Uh, and, and, and through through the Bible or, you know, a song is what he's doing, and that'll make him more happier. Yeah, put a little scriptures in there. God will honor it. There's nothing wrong with what he's doing. He just needs to be yeah. led of the Holy Spirit. He had one version. Again, I don't know if you'd be interested in hearing it, but it was about uh, 9-11 and, and the heaviness of that day. And a lot of these children weren't even alive when that happened. Um, so he had a Monster Mash version about 9-11. Okay. So hang on, he'll play that. He, yeah, yeah, he can play it. I was walking through New York on the 11th of September when I saw a frightening sight I would always remember. There were shrieks and screams and a rotting smell when Manhattan became a living hell. It was an attack, a monstrous terror attack, a monster attack. Two towers fell in a snap. There was an attack. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I don't really have any opinion toward that because I'm not hearing anything from the Lord. But your I opinion just heard is it. just as a man. I, I'm a deliverance minister. Of music. I, uh, I, I, I really don't listen to a lot of music, sir, but Jermaine Edwards is my friend here. <laughs> I study about four hours a day. I work. 17, 18 hours doing deliverance and teaching. I really don't have time for uh, music. I don't listen to a lot of music. Nothing against what music. Is, what, I, what does Jermaine think? 
Well, I, I can't think how Jermaine thinks because he's not here. He's not listening. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said he. I thought you said he was. I apologize. No, sir. He's a friend of mine. I live in Jamaica, and he lives in Jamaica. I don't live in the U.S. I live in Jamaica. Oh. Yeah, I was just wondering the the the, the theme of 9/11. If that's too much for a for an upbeat song. Sir, uh, 9/11 was a tragical event spiritually. It's judgment of God. Got his hands off of America. I don't think keeping America alive is is uh, agreement with Israel. This is a sinful, idolatrous nation, a nation that was born into idolatry. It was never a Christian nation. Masons can't become Christians, and the founding fathers was Masons. That's against Scripture. Even Thomas Jefferson himself rewrote the Bible to slaves, and for 400 years, you, you you say that people are equal, yet other people was oppressed. And the foundation of the core of this nation was based on a lot of hate. That's not Christianity. Right. right. But do you think a song about 9-11 is too heavy? I can't comment on that, sir, because I'm, I'm not a musician. I'm an exorcist. I do exorcisms. I teach the word of God. I don't have any I, I, I if i'm gonna convert somebody that's gonna be led by the holy spirit it's gonna be scripture nothing but scripture for me i can't tell a person how they got the minister because i don't know you i just met you i just can tell you just pray and do a lot of fasting before you make these decisions right right he even had one you know when those people stormed the capitol uh uh mm-hmm. he even had a song he you know he was writing about that and I told mm. him maybe that was too much, you know, but he said it would be educational, you know, and he prayed on it and was told to write a song that was educational about that topic. So, you know, I, 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 I'm just trying to get an outsider's opinion, I guess, on it and what, what you think well, of the actual music you know, and the lyrics. Well, if you're going to do anything about 9-11, you need to tell people about First Kings 22, 23, and 24 about a lying spirit in the land. The head is sick right. when a president lies to people and call African nations, black people, shitholes and son of a bitches and expect right. any good from God. And when you're speaking negative against people, uh, it, all politicians do that. And I, I, mm-hmm. uh, the, Lord, the Lord's never called any born-again Christian to be a politician. That ain't no way in the Bible. I, right. I have scriptures to substantiate that for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured, P-E-R-J-U-R-E-D, the perjured person. That's a person who makes false statements about people. Donald Trump do it. Joe right. Biden do it. All politicians do it. That's a spirit. Right. That's a that the demonic spirit. Tell people about the demonic spirits in these people. Tell people about the kingdom of darkness controlling right. the Republican Party, the uh, the Democratic Party. It, uh, that, those are worldly spirits. God is not of that kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're not supposed to be involved with that. Right. Yeah. He wrote this one about the riot at the Capitol, which I think deals with some of those themes he just mentioned. There was a terrible insurrection on January 6th. And poor Liz Cheney felt it was wrong. There was an insurrection, and we couldn't believe it. They tried to steal the election, and then we saw they put together a committee, and now we have a January 6th committee. It's a committee. What what do you think of that? 
uh, I don't. I think that a Christian is supposed to stay out of politics. And when you're endorsing yourself in that, you're taking a political side of an ideology come from the fleshly mind. Colossians two nine nineteen. Those are thoughts of opinions of a person's policy within the ideology. That's a good scripture. But don't you think that could educate people on like just historical events? No, the Holy Spirit can educate you through revelation. You, if you're going to do anything away from the Holy Spirit. It's not God, and that's what he's trying to do. As you said, what I think about right. it, he's right. taking a political side. He's When you take a political stand, you say something that can, as contrary to another person, that brings a spirit of division. So right. you're being used by the devil and not know it because he's saying that the election was not, it was rigged, and which is a lie. It comes from a lying spirit. That's his point of view. Now, the devil can use that, and he say that against a person, and the other fleshly person get emotional. And if the devil ain't doing no, them, using both of them. I think he's saying that some people thought it was stolen. I don't think his position, and Dad, well, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think his position. It, it, whether if his position or not, the word of God must be established in everything that you say if you're a Christian. So for me, I don't get involved with politics because that violates me. Jesus told me to be in the world but be not of the world. Sir, I I live in in Jamaica. I don't live in the United States. Yeah. No, I I know, but you seem like a smart guy, and I I assumed. No, uh, I'm not a smart guy. I'm just a a humble man that teaches the word of God and teaches his word. That's all I'm in. I'm I'm not in the politics. You know, I'm not in that. Here's a topic that's very neutral. I think it's a little silly, but he wrote this one. Let me, very quick. Let me know what you think of this. And now about this. I was taking a shit. I was sitting on the bowl and ammunition of the men. Yeah. Well, Bible says, let not filter communication proceed out of thy mouth. That's against scripture. What is? When you cuss. Oh, the Kurt. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I yeah. I don't agree with that. Well, well, the Word of God says, "Don't let no filthy communication proceed out of thy mouth." That's against the Scripture. You can't right. minister to nobody right. if it's against Scripture. Yeah. Is there anything else, sir? Well, he, before I get ready to go, yeah, I have to teach overseas. Sure, sure. He's got one more. He's gonna play for you. Hang. Go. Go ahead, Dad. Here we go. There's a really douchey host who has no taste. He hosts an awful show that's super lame. My songs are really good, and don't you know that it's your stupid show that really blows you're an ass. You're a stupid ass, a fucking ass, and your show is... I, I, I cut him off. It's just a lot, lot of ignorance. That's now, listen to my gas. Hello? <clears throat> John is here. No, I'm waiting on the guy to come back. Yeah, I know. Hello, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the epitome of evil. The Bible says we rouse not you against losers. blood. <laughs> and this is a person who is demonically oppressed of the devil, a spirit of racism. Notice that he couldn't bag up with anything when I was dealing with scriptures, and then he shoots that in there. I knew it was foolishness from the beginning, but when you're live, you have to stand up God's word, and I use every scripture on everything. Did I, Brother John? Yes. Yep. That's what we have with ignorance today. There's a lot of ignorance out here, a lot of foolishness. Uh, it's a lot of hate out here. There's a spirit of hate. These are demonic spirits. 
when people do stuff like oh, this, they realize that they have demons in them. And they thinking that they're hurting me. They're not hurting me. They they dealing with the power of God. And I don't have to worry about dealing with that because this is demonic. It's ignorance and it's a spirit of uh, foolishness. I just kicked them off air. Uh, don't make any Amen. sense. Doesn't make Amen. any sense. He made a fool out of himself because uh, I can't get angry at the devil because the devil want me to do that and I can't hear God. So <clears throat> God... We pray for this brother in the name of Jesus, whoever he is. And Lord, forgive him for he don't even know what he's doing. God bless everybody here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. It's a wonderful evening. We taught the word and what the devil tried to do. He didn't hit nothing because he did not hit the word of God. Amen. God is Amen. good. God is so good. God bless everyone and have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.